I lost a bet. I'm watching rugby wrap up. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Afia Sports Training Group, working in partnership with Rugby Wrap-Up to promote rugby across the community in the U.S., U.K., and beyond. And Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tours Specialists. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby, and I have some big deal guys here in the studio with me. We have none other than Keys Lensing, and of course we have Steve Lewis, who is the king of sevens here in America. He is now the head coach of the national champion Bulldog Club here at the national championships, which was just this weekend. Stephen, welcome. Thank you. Success looks good on you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. Uh, We also have Dustin Rosen. From Rugby Sevens Magazine on the horn with us uh, via Skype. Hello, Dustin. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to be here. All right. You got a, you got a lot of blue going on there, we see. We like that. Hey, that that's Rugby Sevens Magazine for you. Got to keep rocking the blue. Dustin, Dustin Rosen, let me say, the biggest influencer in current Sevens media. Wow. <laughs> guys, we got a ton of testosterone here, but, but, but before we, we get into the Sevens, I want to introduce our guest, our newcomer here, Mr. Kiss. Lensing, uh, Lensing. Can, can you just stand up for a second just to show folks? He's a large man, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted you to note that. So that's why I'm going to walk a little bit on eggshells around him. Uh, but his career was stellar. Uh, started playing professionally in 1999 and played for the Griffins, Kings, Bulls, and Sharks in South Africa. You played for Leeds Tykes in English Premiership. Uh, played for the Castra Olympic in the top 14, which had to be awesome. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. You played your first test for Namibia in 2002. Yes. And then you were on the World Cup teams for Namibia in 2003 and 2007. Yes. Uh, winning the Curry Cup in 2004 with the Bulls. Quite an accomplishment. I must say that was my first season joining them, and it was an amazing team. I was just privileged to be part of an unbelievable team. Yeah. A great team, and then the next year, unfortunately, we couldn't finish it off because it would have been four in a row uh, for that team if we could win the 2005 one. But then Rassi Erasmus was the coach of the Cheetahs back then, and they nicked it in the last minute from us. All right, okay, let's uh, let's move on to our sevens. Let's get back to the National Club sevens. Uh, because we do have a star with us on set. Stephen, I know we're going to talk about the men's side, which is obvious. We, we were all there. Uh, we watched the men's and the women's play. And, but Dustin is the man that's got the skinny for us on breaking down the women's competition, which was stellar. And uh, it's just unbelievable. So, Dustin, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's, let's get right into it. The 2018 Club 7's national champions are the San Diego Surfers. They took second place last year came into this tournament there wasn't many people that really said hey they're gonna win it all you know there was talks of them being in the top five top six top eight they'll get to the quarterfinals but there was no one really coming out there and saying san diego surfers are gonna win the whole entire thing and they came out into new york city from california and took the whole entire thing they finished the day six and oh um they have a phenomenal uh, match in the cup final against Sion, winning 19-12 in that cup final. Very, very fit. 
very physical, very fast. Uh, and what people don't highlight enough is they were in the right place at the right time. I mean, all their players were there at the breakdown. All their players were perfectly lined up to receive the ball. Their defensive line was in, in perfect shape. Uh, and, and that goes a lot to their fitness. And congratulations to the San Diego Surfers for winning uh, the 2018 Club Sevens National Championship. Phenomenal job. Unbelievable. And the top, um, score, the top scorer for them was the uh, BYU basketball player, correct? That's right. Stephanie Rovetti uh, went off. It seemed like every time the ball touched her hands, she was breaking the line and putting tries down. Uh, that's right, Matt. She's a former BYU basketball player. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if we're always talking about crossover athletes coming to sevens, uh, she was a walking, running, sprinting definition of it this weekend. Steve, did you have much time to, to actually watch the other matches, any of the women's matches at all? Yeah, just sporadically. I mean, I try to keep an eye on the New York team because I know most of those girls coached a, a good deal of them. Um, so unfortunately, they had a disappointing loss in the quarters against AR. ETC by a conversion. They had a really good summer. Um, their coach, Rich Chadwick, is one of the best young sevens coaches around, best sevens coaches around. And uh, they had some good players, you know, Jen Salomon, Kristen Ciano, Shamaya Robles, uh, Misha Green. They all, they all did well. They just fell short in the quarters. Uh, but that, that's sevens. Other than that, I didn't really see the top dogs that, um, that um, uh, Dustin's talking about, so I didn't see the top players. Your kiss, did you catch any of the women's game? Yes, I watched the, the, the last game, the Sunday's game, so I've watched most of the last couple of games. I was not familiar with all the names and all the teams, but there was some, I must say, especially under the women, the quality of the passing, and like you said, the defense, you can see the teams that have the proper coaches, and the ladies is really, I was impressed with some of their skills. Dustin, what was the match of the tournament in your eyes? Yeah, match of the tournament uh, had to be Scion Rugby versus Life West, which was in the Cup semifinals. Uh, Life West ended up taking third place. Scion obviously took second place. But this match was fantastic. It was 7-7 seven to seven for what seemed to be an hour long. I mean, and these, these ladies just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, turn over here, turn over there, big run, but someone's hawking them down. I mean, it was so intense. You could feel it in the atmosphere. Everybody was just locked into this match. Uh, finally, the fifth minute of overtime, uh, Camille Johnson of Scion Rugby, Gets a ball, um, a loose ball, picks it up and sees open green and just takes off to the races. And finally, the heroic match ends. Um, very well noted in that match. And my down to the last second uh, woman of the tournament was Kiki Morgan. I mean, she is just relentless. I don't know where she uh, gets her energy from, but it seems like that tank is never empty. Phenomenal job by Kiki Morgan to make sure Scion Rugby ended up winning that match and getting themselves into that cup final. We're getting the signal from downstairs that we have to break for commercial. But don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more National Club 7's chatter after this. We're Scion Rugby and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey, I'm Ricard Dutton, playing with the WAC, and you watch Rugby Rock. <laughs> and action!
Hi, I'm Ricard Atteng, playing with the WAC, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Boom. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, talking rugby, talking National Club Sevens rugby that just took place up at Columbia. You know, you talked about these heroic matches. Steve, how did you keep the guys fresh and kind of focused? Well, you can't keep them fresh, but you got to keep them focused on... I noticed players weren't even changing out of their kit for the, for the most part in the whole weekend, right? Yeah. Well, they do it on a Saturday night. No, you know, you're no, it's like, um, during the course of the no, no, game to, day. Yeah, no, to your point, um, that's one of the um, challenges of preparing sevens teams because you've got to be up and down three times during the course of the day. So the game is done. There's not much can be said. You, you pick a time, you come back, you have downtime. Then the key is to get players to refocus and recapture the same concentration, the same intensity. That's the toughest part of it, actually, in terms of preparation. Dustin, do you think anybody was, was disappointed in, the, in their performance? Life West with Adrian Ferris, were they disappointed, do you think? You know, Life West had a really good squad. They had some Eagles out there on their team. Um, I definitely thought that they had a really good chance to win the whole entire tournament. But really, the top five women's teams... Uh, when you look at San Diego Surfers, Scion, Life West, uh, American Rugby Pro Training Center, and then New York Rugby Club taking the fifth place for from winning the plate, uh, it could have went in any way. It really could have. There was so much talent spread across those five teams. Uh, I'd say the most disappointing team uh, would have to be Washington Athletic Club. I know they were struck with the injury bug, uh, but they were under the Atavis brand last year, and they ended up winning the national championship. And then they come out this year uh, and didn't even make it to the cup rounds. Uh, speaking of, of Washington Athletic, I'll lead you into my most surprising team of the tournament, um, is an Atlanta, which is the Atlanta Harlequins. Uh, the South doesn't get much love, you know, and uh, they played their hearts out. They played very physical rugby. Uh, there was two women specifically on that squad, Mo Compito and Chitaman Ma Chukwiki Chichi. Which, uh, which is hands down, hands down one of the best rugby names ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And she uh, had a personality honor to go with it. Uh, we did an interview with her after they beat Washington Athletic Club in pool play, 15 to 14, another down to the last second match. Uh, they were all over the pitch. Uh, just phenomenal stuff by Atlanta Harlequins, uh, really showing up to the Club Sevens National Championship. They finished three and three, uh, took the bronze in the plate bracket, but really phenomenal stuff by them. Have you seen a lot of women's sevens before, and, and what did you take out of this? No, personally, not this much. And I must say, in South Africa, we not that there's a women's sevens. We got a women's sevens team, but I haven't watched that much sevens. I was a little bit. I, I helped a little bit with our um, sevens uh, team that I one of my mates back home was coaching a team, and but not that much women. And I must say personally, uh, the, the quality of the hits, some of the physicality of some of the hits that some of these ladies have put in. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, no, good, 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 good quality. And and getting up off the ground, getting back yeah. right into yes. play, the fitness level was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. No, the girls understand. You can see they had good coaches, and they understand. The girls were literally off the tackle, quickly get back in position, and they know how to counter up. So the girls, that was that was really some good work. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I know when you actually like it when I go out on a limb. But um, there's technically. 
with women's sevens now is much, much closer to men's sevens. It's got the catch pass is good, uh, tactical awareness, the rugby IQ, the physicality, the levels of fitness. The higher levels, women's sevens has really closed the gap, both as a spectacle and in terms of actual competence. Still a bit of a gap in the 15s game, but certainly in the sevens game, it has gone. You've you got to take your hats off. There's been a real progression in quality in women's sevens. Yeah, definitely, without a question. And uh, Dustin, um, home team New York Rugby Club. Tough, tough loss. We talked about it earlier, but what did you take away from them? Did you see anybody that uh, you, you thought in particular was, was a great player? Yeah, Shamira Robles uh, played well as usual. She's been playing well all uh, season long. And then Gio Cruz, uh, such a physical player. It was, it was really fun to uh, watch her play. On that point, those are two um, products of Play Rugby USA here. So that's success stories from that program. Yeah, that is a great. That, that, it's just it's, it's one great story after the next. Guys, we're getting the signal that we're out of time, so we're going to have to end this segment. But you guys are going to stick around, and we're going to do another segment just about the men. So make sure you check it out. On that note, on behalf of Mr. Dustin Rosen of Rugby Sevens Magazine, Mr. Steve Lewis, the national championship head coach, and Mr. Kiss Lensing, the rugby star stud. I'm Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off.